I'm Derek Thompson, the host of the podcast, Plain English. We tackle technology, politics, culture, history, everything that's happening in the world and why it matters. New episodes of Plain English drop every Tuesday and Friday on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Ringer Gambling Show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler. Visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. Let's roll, baby. Welcome in. Monday edition, Ringer Gambling. John Zestremski, Joe House. Buddy, you're in the house. We have a bracket, and Tom Brady is back. How are you? JJ, I'm glad that you are upright. I'm glad to see you. I, would, I wouldn't call you bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. That Yankees trade last night had you pulling out your hair. I know you were up all night talking to Yankees people. I mean, we did a late-night green room. We, we had to basically abandon 90% of our podcast from Sunday night because, hey, breaking news happens. The Yankees go and uh, acquire a 36-year-old All-Star who's making $50 million over the next two years. Yeah, you're wondering what's next for them. But, dude, think about this day yesterday. You have Durant taking on the mayor of New York City. You have Selection Sunday. You have the Yankees making a move in my world. And then you got Tom Brady coming back. It's like, Space these out, House. Give me a little relief here. Well, and the terrible thing for us is that we're immediately online pounding the books. Where's the value? Where's the who are we going to pick for for Super Bowl now? How's this changed the odds for the division, the conference, um, MVP odds? Immediately, where's Deshaun Watson going? It all lines up, and I didn't I didn't build into my schedule any NFL gambling. The players is going on for Christ's sakes. I have live. Golf bets to make, JJ. I know you've seen guys hit the ball on the 17. I mean, I, that has been the story of the weekend. My goodness, that 17 total disaster. But Tampa's odds, basically, with Brady coming back now, they get cut two thirds, give or take. Saw so him at like, what was it, like 20 to 1, 25 to 1? To be honest, House, I think the only reason you were getting that number with Tampa is because they assume maybe some other quarterback of note, whether it was Watson whether it was Garoppolo, somebody who is at least an upper half quarterback of the league was going to go there and play with a talented team. Tom goes back there and guys take a discount. Then we're talking about the best team in the NFC. And we're talking about a team that's got a great chance in a much easier conference to find their way to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So 
I woke up this morning, immediately checked the numbers. They're all immediately in, in line with um, Green Bay. So Green Bay and uh, Tampa have the best odds to win the NFC, and then their odds are, are even for winning the Super Bowl in terms of, of you know, their, their equal odds. So you, you have uh, Tampa now at minus 220 to win the NFC South. You have them at um, seven and a half to one to win. Oh, no, it's plus 350 to win the conference and plus 750 to win the Super Bowl. That's exactly where you find the Packers in the market right now. Good thing, by the way, you did not fire on either Atlanta or Carolina to win the NFC South. And listen, we may be talking about the Carolina Panthers as a team that has Deshaun Watson. So from a numbers perspective, it might be worth our while still to get in on Carolina. But I was like talking it up, saying, oh, this is going to be a great bet. It's anybody's division. This is where we find the long shot. Well, if Tom Brady's back for the Tampa Bay Bucks and he's staying with the Tampa Bay Bucks, no. No, so that's, I'm, not, I'm not going near anybody in that division. That's one of the wrinkles, right? The Podfather, I think, is still harboring. I'm not sure if he covered this on his own podcast last night, this, the late night Sunday night with Rosillo, but there is a school of thought out there that Brady's goal, his intention, is to ultimately go play in San Francisco with the 49ers. That's been a kind of a theory that's out there for a while, and it's been resuscitated in the context of his announcement over these last, you know, 12 hours or so. We're going to know the answer to that, I think, JJ, because we're right now, the free agency period has opened up. Tampa has 22 or 23 or 24 free agents. And if those guys start taking hometown discounts, JJ, Brady's means, coming back. Bingo. Right? He wouldn't do that, right? He would not say, I'm coming back. I'm going to play for this team and then induce, you know, his, his compatriots, his compadres, his teammates to take the, the hometown discount. And, and we'll also know they haven't announced any numbers for him yet. What if he took a hometown discount to get some of those guys back, to, to get the team back that was very close to beating the Super Bowl champion? And we've seen Brady do this in the past, going back to his Patriot days, where he has taken less money. Now, people say it's the latest stage of his career. He wants to get paid, blah, blah, blah. Brady's going to make plenty of money. Let's be honest. Whether it's on the field or off the field, Brady's getting money from ESPN Plus for this man in the arena. He's he wants to win. Twelve, and he wants another ring. You yeah, nailed he wants it. To he win. wants That's to it. hold up another Lombardi. So I'm not with the podfather on this. I mean, it's not going to be as combative as Saquon Barkley, but I still <laughs> get the sense that we are going to see Tom Brady in a Bucks uniform week one of the NFL season and not with the San Francisco 49ers. It makes the most sense staying for sure, you know, in the NFC either way makes sense because the NFC as it's lining up here in, in mid-March looks like a, a much easier path to the Super Bowl than what's going on over in the AFC. But speaking of things going on over in the AFC, it really does start moving the chairs on the deck around this quarterback roulette that we're going through right now. And especially Deshaun Watson, um, you know, the, the, the city of Houston um, returned a, a disinclination to indict. So they went in front of the grand jury with the evidence of, of potential crimes. And the grand jury said, nope, there's not enough here for us to think that, that he should be charged with a crime. I think that makes him eligible to come back, and the the only open question is how many games will the league have him sit out, right, JJ? Well, he'll probably get four to six games would be Four my to guess. six. I think That's right. going to be my prediction. Take it for what it's worth. Another good one, another bad one. We shall see. But 
He's going to get traded. He might get traded during this podcast for all we know. I think what we need to figure out, House, is where do we see Watson going and can we take advantage of that in the NFL gambling market if it's Carolina, if it's Philadelphia, if it's Seattle? Because, look, you could make the argument. Deshaun Watson goes to the NFC outside of Brady Rogers. And I know the Rams are the defending Super Bowl champs. I got to see who comes back for them. I got to see what their deal is. But that is going to be a legit contender. Whatever team Deshaun Watson goes to, I think it's going to be in a mix, minimum to get in the postseason. So I think we're both in agreement that Houston would want him in the NFC. And, and, Correct. And Deshaun I don't himself, see him. Right? That's why I don't see him in Pittsburgh. Yeah. That's why I don't see him in Pittsburgh. I don't. He's definitely not going to Indianapolis. They're not trading him in the division. NFC for Watson. I would agree. Hmm. You say Pittsburgh. Now, now I want to hit the brakes. Man, that would be interesting on Pittsburgh. It'd be very I, interesting, but I don't think Houston's trading them now. They just. Because, well, look, Houston's in this rebuilding mode. The question really is assets and all of the more most desirable um, destinations for Watson are with teams that have, you know, tradable assets. I, at the top of that list to me is Philadelphia. Well, Philadelphia and Seattle. I think Philadelphia's got more to work with, though, with the roster. Seattle now, with the picks they got for Russell Wilson, could say, hey, let's flip a couple of those. Let's get Sean Watson to be our guy and kind of take it from there. But Philly, I mean, they, they have a decent infrastructure and they're in a much weaker division. I exactly. mean, you put Deshaun Watson there. I'm not a big believer in the Dallas Cowboys. Your football team just made the move for Carson Wentz and the Giants <laughs> stink. I'd be betting on Philadelphia to win the NFC East if Deshaun Watson ends up going there. We should actually look at the odds right now. See what, what conference odds we can get for Philadelphia. Just like to put a tiny bit down, just to have a marker down. For this because it's got to be like plus you know 250 better than two to one or so i would guess because dallas is the prohibitive favorite once again to win the conference right and there's always attacks with the cowboys yes always 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 attacks with the cowboys all right so here we go oh see this is did they take the odds down us another in thank you fandle i was worried that fandle took the odds down for us um to win the nfc in case you're wondering philadelphia is 20 to 1 to, to win the win NFC conference. Yeah, the whole conference. conference. Got it. To win a division. Plus 310. Oh, I'm on it. Just a tiny taste, right? You don't have to go five units on this, but half unit, quarter unit, just to have a marker in case Deshaun lands there. Because those will go right down to even if he lands there, right? I like it. I like it. I sense it. Because Commanders, 450. Giants, ah. plus 750. Those are donations. Those are donations. If there's going to be somebody in that division, to win it other than Dallas, it's the Eagles. One other thing while you have the markets up. I'm interested yes. in super in um MVP, league MVP odds. Because Brady, I really felt like Brady got cheated last year. I know that that uh Rogers had all that he had across the board, but Brady scored very well in a bunch of advanced analytics, and I was really hoping the narrative would play out for Brady. Um Brady is available right now at nine to one as as league MVP. What's Deshaun Watson? For well, league MVP. I am. I'm looking right now. Fandle's not giving me the opportunity. See, in the state of New York house, they do not oh, give us MVP yeah. odds here. So right. as I was like searching, uh, and I'm going to do the same thing here elsewhere. It's, no, it's probably I'm be not able to find it from somebody else. But that's it's okay. not going to be a good bet to do Deshaun because of the games he's going to miss, and there's no way you know with. And with, I almost feel like they the will. Season. I almost feel like the voters will make it a point, even with this looming. We're not giving you an MVP your first yeah. year back. Yeah. Okay. That's fair enough. That's uh, fair. Speaking of controversial figures, 
How about Kevin Durant after putting on a show yesterday? And by the way, I told you the Knicks have been spunky in these games. They were spunky against Memphis the other night. They were spunky against the Nets. They're good enough to lose, but they're in these games. They're at least playing hard, so you could capitalize. But Durant taking on the mayor of New York City yesterday. Not too shabby. I think a run. The, well, the Knicks have, have covered five or six in, in a row here. And Durant's point is, is right. Like, you know, we don't have to have a big philosophical uh, dialogue around, um, you know, the, the merits of getting the vaccine one way or the other. There's no doubt, no question. It really can't be, um, you know, ar- argued. There's not no two sides to the idea that New York's policy is ridiculous. It's like Correct. seeing the- Kyrie Irving on the court without a exactly. mask on in the front row of the stands. And not being able to be on the court makes absolutely no sense. Makes no sense whatsoever. Anybody who's going to try to justify that in any way is just an absolute fool. But yeah. um, Durant is so good, dude. I mean, watching that game yesterday, he just can get a bucket whenever the hell he wants, at ease. It doesn't matter if you put two guys on him. He generates the space. Like, that three he hit with, like, a minute to go, it's like, I, I couldn't even get mad. I'm like, this is just legit unfair. It's like, this is the sort of guy... And this is why I continue to make the point with Brooklyn. They have a puncher's chance. You have that dude on your team. You're always going to have a puncher's chance, for goodness sake. I think it's better than puncher's chance. We talked about this on Friday after we watched him. See, I thought that Thursday game was going to be kind of a referendum. When the Nets went down to Philadelphia, I felt like the Nets wanted to make a statement. And KD in particular wanted to make a statement, and he did. He made the, I am the big game guy. You want to know who the best big game guy is in the world when it comes to professional basketball? I'm that dude. And and then to follow that up, that, that Thursday night performance against Philadelphia, putting the whole Eastern Conference on notice about the Brooklyn's uh, bad intentions. They come out for a noon game, or was it 1 o'clock yesterday? 1 o'clock, close enough. Yeah, well, early close afternoon enough. Sunday, national TV, KD in New York, he's like, hey, guess what? We ain't losing this game. I know we don't have Kyrie. He's sitting right there on the court. Let me let me put on a show from a man, Kyrie. And the only thing that, that that's kind of a shame with, with KD is he hasn't played enough games this year to qualify for any of the um, stats. You know, he'd be like second or third in scoring in the league. I don't know if he can make any of the all NBA, t- NBA teams. I don't know if the voters are going to be allowed to vote for him. Because he's only got, you know, he's only ended up playing like two thirds of the season. But man, it's so good. This is what I want to see as these playoffs approach, JJ. I totally get it. Um, we were so close to hitting that five teamer on Friday. Oh, this is the we had a four leg. We had a Friday four leg, and then the the pop father talked us into making it a five leg. Yeah, we got his, you know, it was his his anti Lakers bias. He put us on to, to Washington with an alternate line getting six and a half. I'm here to tell you, uh, and we'll get to this soon enough, you have to bet against Washington every single game at any number for the rest of the season. They are the worst team against the spread since January the 1st. And what they did Saturday night against Portland, who had previously lost every single game since Nurkic went out, they gave up 127 points to Portland, and Josh Hart had 44 points. Fade Washington, fade Washington, fade Washington. You have to go against Washington for the whole rest of the season. Well, we have an opportunity to do so tonight as I look at the card. Your Wizards getting 12 and a half against the Golden State Warriors. I feel like, based upon everything you just said there, that's got to be the first leg of something we do tonight for a family parlay. 
<laughs> is that just too many? But is that too many points? Like getting Golden State on the money line, I feel like it's going to be no fun for our parlay. We're going to get no value with that. Points. I'm fine with taking the points. Two teams headed in completely opposite directions. Washington cannot defend anybody. They don't try to defend anybody. They cannot defend anybody. Now, the one thing that did uh, distinguish Saturday night from tonight, no Porzingis on Saturday night. He needed to rest after the Friday night loss to the Lakers. But they lost by... What did they lose? 16 or 18 to the Lakers uh, on, on Friday night? Porzingis played. The Wa- Washington's in complete disarray, and they don't defend anybody. They can't defend anybody, and Golden State now needs to round into form. That's what we saw out of Clay. that Clay game. It's so important for them to get that mojo, for Clay especially to, to be feeling himself. And it looks like uh, Coach Kerr has landed on a little bit of a rotation. Like, we're seeing... Some really interesting rotations out of Golden State over these last handful of games. So I'm, I'm fine with laying the points. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. Okay. The NBA game I like the most today. Denver-Philadelphia. Philadelphia against Rudy's Orlando Magic had a war. They had a war. They had a game they had no business winning. Uh, I see the highlight on SVP last night. They're down. The Magic, Cole Anthony's hitting these step-back threes. And the Sixers pulled out of the fire. Well, they got the second night of a back-to-back. They're back at home. They're laying two and a half against the Nuggets. I love the Nuggets in this spot. You I know love I'm... the Nuggets in this spot. Sign me up right now. Nuggets are winning this game outright. You, you know I'm joining you on this. And it's 11, like, 30 Monday morning that we're taping this. One thing to keep an eye on. Let's see as the afternoon progresses if we get some, some rest announcements. It would not shock me. If either Harden or Embiid takes come the out, night off, yes. oh for sure, yes, and listen, so that's why you got to jump on a, this now. It would be a convenient night off for Embiid going up against Jokic. That's the thing. Like I, that that to me would make this matchup super juicy. You have Embiid and Jokic going against each other, nationally televised game. Let's go here. Let's go. They are. I mean, they're the two leading contenders for MVP. Um, the Greek freak is like waving his hand and trying to remind us all that he's still out there. But yeah, this is what we want. It's MVP versus MVP. It's so rare that that you get this at this stage of the season, the two leading candidates. And, you know, I, I, it's a it's a tough spot for Philly for the reason you just said, that second game back-to-back. And they've looked in disarray. They they did – yesterday should have been a bounce-back game for them after the turn that they laid Thursday night, J.J. And instead, Tyrese Maxey, I don't, I don't think he – I think he's like three for 12 over those two games. All of a sudden, he's not an option in that offense. I don't know what what happened. I mean, for sure, the Nets took away a lot of what Philly liked to do. You know, they watched those six games against all the bums, the Knicks and, you know, whoever else it is. 
that that uh, Philly went out and looked spectacular against. Um, but Maxi hasn't been the same guy. You know, it is a very uneven card tonight. What do I mean by that, House? I feel like all these games, you got good team against bad team. Like, listen to some of these matchups. Like, Portland, Atlanta. Not that Atlanta's a good team, but Portland completely shot. You have Minnesota, San Antonio. You have Chicago, Sacramento. You have the Wizards taking on the Warriors. A lot of, like, major discrepancies across the board. The two games we have a couple of competitive teams, Milwaukee, Utah, and then you have the Clippers taking on Cleveland. Those are two games that we might want to work our way into the card. Right now, I think Philadelphia and Denver is a play. I'm definitely going to advocate taking Denver on the money line. The other one I'm thinking about here, I'm kind of thinking about Utah plus the point and a half against Milwaukee tonight. It's Got at home, feeling right? About the Jazz. Yes, the game is in Utah. So that, game is that, in Utah. that changes everything. That's always a, such a hard place to play for, for teams coming in. Now, Milwaukee's been on a little bit of a roll talking about, you know, this is what we want to see at this stage of the season. Milwaukee rounding into form, Golden State rounding into form, the um, Toronto really showing us something, you know. How, how great was Toronto back. the other night? Oh, they yeah. were good to us, bro. They, so we some made, of, and the ahead. problem is tonight against the Lakers, they're – they're getting a little overvalued now. Now we gotta lay we gotta lay four with Toronto tonight. I think I I think we're gonna do it. Now look, let let's go ahead and do a quick aside as we sort of work through this card to come up with something. The Podfather sent us a parlay. Oh, we that, have a I did not see this. We have a yeah, Podfather parlay. Podfather okay. parlay. That's exactly right. What he liked, he's likes an alternate line for the total in that Cleveland Clippers game. Uh and the, the, right now it's at two eleven and a half. He's 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 Jay juicing that up to two twenty one and a half, and then taking the under. Um, I like that. Well, the under went from two sixteen and a half to two eleven and a half. Yeah. So clearly you got some wise guys coming in, taking that total and bringing it down. So so I, so he, I give that a stamp of approval. Okay. That's one leg of this. Um, and then he's taking the Raptors on the money line. He's not laying the points. He's just taking the Raptors on the money line. That parlay is a plus 109. That podfather parlay gets you a little bit better than than even odds. Raptors just have to beat the Lakers outright, and the Lakers, boy, oh, boy, did they look bad yesterday, JJ. Uh, and then you got the the Cleveland-Atlanta. Now, Atlanta's coming off of a, a game yesterday, right? They won yesterday. Um, but they're go, we're trying to go under 221 and a half on that. Okay. I could get on board with the Raptor money line. I could get on board with that under. But I almost feel like House, we got to do our own thing tonight. Oh, I, I agree know. with you. Yeah, we got to. We, we, we we throw the Podfather's parlay out there. We wish him well. I may tail him. I may ride him. I may root for it. But I think we got to figure out either a two team or a three teamer for tonight. That's We're the on the same side as Denver. We're on the same side with Denver. Now the the problem with Denver is uh, Denver Aaron down Gordon. to two. By the way, Denver down to two. Uh, so people, see, everybody's coming in on Denver. Um, the, we, we don't know about Aaron Gordon's foot. He sat out, um, Saturday night and he's still questionable with the sore foot for tonight, which means more pressure on Will Barton. Will Barton came back Saturday night, but he didn't look all, he didn't look great. So, you know, that would be the knock on, uh, Denver's always, Denver's perpetually thin. They're always thin. On the other hand, I, in this, if it's MVP matchup, I, I like the Joker. So I'm fine with going ahead and doing a money line leg with Denver. We're going to add Denver as our first leg, our second leg. Mm. 
I just am fearful laying a big number in okay. a parlay. Okay. I mean, listen, you could talk me into it. It's just a mon- that's a monster number. Are you talking about Golden State? Yeah. That's the one you're worried about. Laying the 12 No, I'm and not a half. even I'm not even it's not even uh anti-warrior. It's just anti 12 and a half more than anything else. Yeah, I mean they've covered four straight. Um they won their last three games by double, double digits. We're seeing that that Clay is getting his legs and it's really just fading the unbelievable disarray of, of Washington. We want uh, losing to I, Portland. Mm. So you, just, you seem you seem convinced. Okay. I, I mean, I, I'm I'm playing it on my own, you know, card. It's a, it's already a play for me. That 12 and a half. I'm fine with laying it. It is a late night game. The reason I like this is if we throw one more leg into this parlay, we could maybe get a decent buyback number at a live spot. Okay. <laughs> I'm thinking ahead. All right, let's do it. Warriors in at 12 and a half. Sixers, Nuggets. We're gonna take the Nuggets on the money line. It's down to one and a half now. This line is dropping like flies. My goodness, yeah. man. You yeah. know what it is? That people are probably thinking exactly what we are thinking right about now as we do this. If we're going to add a third leg to this parlay, House, mm, is it Toronto? Is it Utah? Do we get involved with Cleveland and the Clippers? Where are we finding a third leg? I, I have to tell you, I'm looking at the Atlanta-Portland uh, situation. Um. The 14 points just feels like too many to me now. I mean, it, it's it's a crazy argument. I just argued in favor of laying a ton of points uh, with, with Golden State, and now I don't want to do it with Atlanta. Atlanta um, has only covered twice in its past nine games. They're 6-11 and 11 against the spread since the beginning of February. The Hawks are coming off a, a game uh, last night. They... Um, when they win, they don't win by double digits. Their last seven wins, they only won by double digits twice. One of those was against Orlando, and the other one was against Toronto when Toronto was traveling back-to-back road games. So I, the, after watching Portland and seeing how free they played, now they have guys that nobody's heard of other Elijah than Josh Hart. Hughes, baby, one of the greats. <laughs> Trevor Watford, I just put Watford on my fantasy team. I mean, you know, it's, it's an amazing uh, array. But um, they played hard. They played free. They shot the ball unbelievably. I think they're going to try. 14 just feels like too much. I don't know if I could talk you into it or not, though, because it's, it's Portland. That's the problem. I mean, it is a Monday, <laughs> and I am willing to get nuts. I am willing to get nuts. This is probably the nuttiest three-teamer we've thrown in yet because we're throwing in a monster favorite, and we're throwing in a monster underdog. Like, when Portland loses tonight by 25 points, I'm not going to be the least bit surprised. Yeah, be honest exactly. That. That's a kind of 100% right. I'm not going to be the least right. bit surprised. But I kind of understand in principle not laying 14 with the Atlanta Hawks. I'm in. Oh, okay. I'm in. I was going to – if you had said, oh, no, let's do, let's do Utah or the Raps, I would have I deferred. But okay. No, 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 because I'm going to tell you why. We're going to play the Podfathers pod or – Podfather's parlay, whatever the hell you want to call it. I'm gonna I'm gonna support the boss, man. So I'm gonna get in on that. Okay. I may individually bet Utah. And that way we keep it easy. I just take them on the money line tonight. I'm not gonna yeah. play them at one and a half. Actually, I'm getting them plus one and a half. So I'll take Utah. Uh probably at like 105, 110, whatever the case may be. So I like that for a three teamer. Denver money line, Portland plus 14, Warriors laying 12 and a half. <laughs> Well, now, what what does that pay out is the question. Yeah. So, 
Uh, good news here on the Warrior game. We're getting a half point. It's down to 12. Oh, Vandal has it down to 12. So good news for us. So we have Warrior. Let's figure this out. We have Denver on the money line. We have the Warriors minus 12. And we have the Portland Trailblazers plus 14. House plus 658. <laughs> now, I do feel better with a Monday three-legger. We, we just got too crazy on Friday. We had a beautiful winner for a Friday four-legger. And, and all everything hit. Toronto came through. Detroit covered. Kate Cunningham had 27. His number was 15 and a half that we played. It was a, it was, everything was set up for that Friday four-legger. And then stupid Washington went out and laid a stinker against the Lakers. Uh, brutal. We're not going to be greedy. We're not being greedy on Monday. We're going to try and start the week off right. And we're getting a little creative here. Again, we're giving you a big dog and we're giving you a big favorite. Um, I'm doing my full bracket for the NCAAs tomorrow. I have fired, I think, on like two or three first-round games. I know you are starting to dabble with the college basketball. Have you made any bets yet, out of curiosity? I've made two bets so far, the two that I like. And this is, you know, notwithstanding the fact that I haven't followed college basketball deeply all season long, the, the, the tournament is its own unique animal. And you can sit down and do the analysis and get these matchups and make informed judgments. Um, it's, a, it's a brand new thing, a brand new season, a brand new animal to gamble on. I have no problem at all gambling on this, even though I haven't really gambled very much on college basketball all season long. But don't so, you get this sense, House? If you're a numbers guy and you are and you like follow this throughout the NFL season and the NBA season, if you can read the lines and read line movement, you could bet the NCAA tournament, in my opinion. I, I think agree it helps with you. having a background on the teams, but I think it's the sort of event you can parachute into and have some fun with and make some money on. And finding, you know, the, these these mismatches because these teams would never play them, play each other outside of this tournament. So you're finding like this is a profile thing for me. And one of the profiles that I like is Vermont. Now I wish Ooh, they weren't okay. matched up against Arkansas. Cause I also kind of like Arkansas and Arkansas went on a nice run in the sec tournament, but I really like um, Vermont, especially uh, uh, offensively. They're really versatile offensively. And they have a bunch of the things, the hallmarks that I like in teams that are potential first round upset, you know, teams capable of upsets. They have a bunch of seniors, they're efficient on, on offense. They're second uh, in the nation on half-court points per, per possession. So that's like the kind of profile that I think, um, you know, is, is the kind of, of situation where they could sort of control the game. They're up against a team in Arkansas that has like a single playmaker so they can game plan around that. And they're catching five the, from what I've seen. I've seen five and a half and five. I got them uh, at five. I didn't get them at the five and a half. Um, and so I'm, I'm just playing that against Arkansas. The other team that I like is Texas Tech. Do you have any point of view on Texas Tech? I like Texas Tech a lot. Now, laying 15 and a half with a team that at times can struggle to score is problematic. Yeah. But I do think their tournament experience and their senior experience makes them a decent value play in a region that has Zaga and Duke. Taking Texas Tech to go to the Final Four is not a bad idea, my man. That so is you not and I, a bad idea. We, we didn't compare notes on this before I jumped on. That's the no, play that I want to make. I haven't talked about any of these I know. teams. We, well, I think I, I saw them at plus 500. I don't know if that's still what they're showing um, to, to win their region, but that, that's my play. It's Texas Tech to win that region. I don't trust Gonzaga and I don't, don't, don't trust Duke. 
And I do trust Texas Tech. And if you want to play the regions, hold on. I'm going to tell you right now. They got, see, I was looking, maybe we were going to get individual breakdowns. 550. 550. Texas Tech. Great. Final four. I'm playing that. I'm on that number. Um, You know who I'm playing for Final Four? UCLA. Plus 650. I'm in on UCLA. I know they lost to Arizona. I know they're going to have to get through Kentucky and they're going to have to get through Baylor. I think the that number is that is that is a juicy, juicy number. Plus six fifty to get to the final four. Let's go. After what we saw last year, and Juzang's still there. I mean, J- Johnny J. You know, speaking of of all the great JJs, JJ, he's a he's a he's when it comes to tourney bracket season, that JJ is one that we want to ride, right? You know, I love a good old fashioned JJ. That is an absolute <laughs> must for me. Um, the only game I have bet so far, South Dakota State plus three. Who are they playing? South Dakota State is playing the Providence Friars. Oh, so that's the fact just... that you have a 13 seed, and this is why I tell people all the time: before you fill out your bracket in your office pool, look at the point spreads. That's a 4-13 matchup with a 13's only getting three. They know what they're doing. I'm telling you, South Dakota State House. That's a game you want to bet because Providence has been one of the most fraudulent teams to me. All season in college basketball. Ken Palm backs that up. That is our first play. We'll have them all for tomorrow. I mean, I'm going to bet every single one of these games, basically. <laughs> but uh, South Dakota State House, plus three. All right. I'm, I'm looking forward to tuning in tomorrow. Who are you doing that show with? It's a, a cast of thousands. I, I, I honestly I can't am, wait. still figuring it out. But I can tell you this. <laughs> the next time we have a conversation, I'm going to have like 10 zillion bets pending. So hopefully I can take the good feeling of conference tournament week and our good start here on this pod and parlayed in the NCAA tournament. Let's nail this three team. All right, baby. Let, let, let's cash this plus six fifty and have a little extra to go into the brackets with. Right. House. That's the move, bro. All right. We'll talk Lo- later in the week. Love you, JJ. Good stuff from house. We'll see how the players wraps up. We'll have our bracket preview tomorrow. All that more ring of gambling. JJ house out to get everybody. <laughs> <laughs> 